Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. survivors. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. This is Erin Hartz, your host, and I have some good things coming down the chute for you guys because this is now my second year of podcasting. I passed that first year mark with my 52nd episode. I'm so proud. And now I'm on to number 54. And so I'm going to start having guests on my show. I had my first interview last weekend, but something happened with my internet in the middle of it. And so we're going to have to re-record a part of it, which, you know, that's what this type of stuff takes when we follow our creativity We move forward little bits and pieces at a time, and we don't do it perfectly, you know, and I was a little bit down on myself, not myself necessarily, but I was bummed out that that interview didn't go the way I had hoped where everything went perfectly, and I just wanted to make sure my guest felt that I really cared about her because I really do, and uh, you know, it was stressful, so I'm going to get it to work, you guys, and we will have a interview on this show very soon and I hope to have many more after that. I'm still definitely going to do monologues but I will have some guests on my show also so we can expand the topic of self-care and I can share with you all the wonderful people in my life that I have connections to that want to share about self-care for them also. So keep listening and yeah maybe subscribe to the show so you don't miss that first episode with my interviewee who's my coach, and she's an awesome person. So I'm really looking forward to having that on here. All right, so today, my topic is centering around some feelings I had yesterday. So yesterday was Monday, the day after the weekend. I've been definitely in the Christmas spirit this December. And my house has been decorated a couple weeks now. My son and I did it the day after Thanksgiving, or I guess two days after Thanksgiving, we decorated the house. And we love having the Christmas tree up. And I bought him this really cool advent calendar this year that I wasn't even planning on buying him one. But my friend and I went shopping one night, we were just going to go out to dinner with our friends. But then some people canceled and were sick. So she and I were like, let's just go to the mall and walk around. And we went to this store, which is called Sugar Fina, I think you call it. I don't know, we're we're in the Southern California area. I don't know how broad the store is, but it's like this really specialized candy shop, which has really beautiful little things. And the candy is really delicious tasting. Like it tastes more kind of natural, I guess you could say, than than other candy stores. But they had this really beautiful advent calendar that for Black Friday sale was 50% off. And it was a $60 advent calendar that I decided to buy my son for 30 bucks. But it was so cool. It opened up like 
like a little barnyard, you know, like those little plastic barnyards that kids used to have, um, Fisher Price, that kind of thing. It kind of looks like that, like a a Christmas house and you open up the doors and this one's paper but like very thick cardstock paper really thick and then each little day has like a drawer and the drawer has a little you know a bunch of candy and it has like five pieces of candy in each one and they're like really spectacular candies too and it tells you on the back about each one and it's just super fun so we're excited we're in this the holiday spirit and I hosted a party on Saturday for my son and his friends and their moms I wanted to get to know my son's friends moms a little bit better and so I invited them all over and a couple of them came the kids all came but a couple moms came and we had fun and ate a bunch of cookies I made a bunch of cookies cut out cookies and Mexican wedding cakes I really love those Um, so I made those last weekend they were delicious I ate way too many cookies so that was a busy weekend for me especially being an introvert and it was it was a little bit hard like I was feeling a little bit of rejection because of a couple moms not showing up to the thing. Well, one of them in particular, the other ones had to work. So I didn't feel rejected about that. But one of them in particular, you know, that just happens with friends sometimes, right? Like, we have a lot of feelings and different relationships don't just don't work out for whatever reason. And so I was feeling a little bit frustrated about that one. And then um, I'm going to get more into the topic of what what we are talking about today is that there is another thing with a romance thing that kind of wasn't working out. So I was feeling rejected there. And then the podcast thing not working out, like I was a little bit down when it came to Monday morning. So I woke up one Monday morning, and I was just definitely not myself. Like I'm usually pretty upbeat. Morning's kind of my time. I'm not saying I always want to get out of bed. But The second I get out of bed, I usually am happy to go pray and meditate because I love doing that. I love meditating. I love sitting there and praying and, and thanking God for all the gifts he's given me. And I just, I like that time. So the morning's usually not, not that hard for me. Um, And I was feeling pretty low, like, I'm not feeling like myself today. I was realizing I'm sad and what kept coming back to me is that I just really wish I had a partner. I just, I've been doing the work, as they say, for so many years now, I feel like. I've been on this journey of self-discovery and therapy and excavating my past for eight years now, you know, and um, separated from my ex from for about six years out of that time. And living on my own with my son. So six years of not being with a partner and the times I've dated have been very few and far between. I mean, very most of that time I've been single. And it just keeps making me wonder, like, you know, when is this going to happen? Is this ever going to happen for me that I'm going to have a partner? And I just really yearn for having a companion and a romantic partner. And um, it it just was kind of making me down and sad on Monday morning. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I wanted to go back and share a little bit about my journey. And I can remember all the way back, probably earlier than this, but I remember at 11 years old, definitely, I would 
comfort myself by telling myself that someday I would be in love and someday I would have a partner. And, you know, I think part of that led to me having some attachment issues, I guess, or codependent issues, maybe of just really wanting a partner to complete me. And I think some of that was unhealthy. But there's another part of my spirit that just believes that there is someone out there for me and compatible with me. And I just can't wait to someday find that person that I can be in a real relationship with. Because I look back and yeah, I had boyfriends, you know, in high school, it wasn't like I didn't have people and those were so much fun and I liked it and, you know, eventually got married and I thought I found true love and I thought that I would be married forever. I never thought I would get divorced like when I got married. Um, who know, I mean, my husband probably didn't think he would either, you know, we, we really didn't think that this was going to happen to us. We thought we were just going to be in love forever. And I guess that was part of our immaturity. And I think that's pretty common, though. Like when we're married in our 20s, or anytime we get married first, we probably think it's going to work out. And I look back now, and it's just so hard to see that the way I thought that I was in love before was not really true love. It was more my dysfunction, my ex-husband's dysfunction, kind of wrapping around each other and clinging on to each other. Like my need for someone emotionally unavailable so I could feel safe and his need for someone to prop up his ego and need him and allow him to be on a pedestal all the time. You know, I mean, we really were those magnets of the narcissist and the codependent, that that magnetic bond that's not healthy. It's so sad to me because that feels like love. And that's all I knew of love. And now I'm going to have I'm having to unwrap that and unpack it like what parts of that could actually have been love were were there any that were really love or were was it more just that need to have someone to be there together and that kind of addiction to the other person I'm sure that's what was going on I'd love to hear your thoughts about that if people have been in kind of that narcissistic codependent relationship. Like, what do you think? Do you think there is love there? Do you think that that's not love? I mean, part of it feels like love because I did a lot of loving things and so did my ex-husband. He did a lot of things for me too, you know. He gave me nice gifts sometimes throughout the years and we went on a couple nice vacations together and it wasn't easy or perfect and we didn't do very well communicating at times and it was difficult at times but we still did share in a lot of loving times together and those felt real you know so it's like it's hard for me to unpack that but I do know that as I move forward I am looking for a different kind of love a more mature love something that is chosen and something that is based on shared values and that is what can be sustaining in a relationship when it's based on some shared values where both parties agree on what they 
expect from each other and expect of their behavior and we're not just triggering each other all the time and fighting about things that we both want to be finding a solution and we're both checking our own ego and our own issues so that we can apologize and come together and work as a team you know that's really what I want and I feel like I've gained enough emotional maturity now having practiced these skills for years now with my family and friends and even in the short relationships I've had I feel like I'm ready you know I'm ready to find that partner that's that wants to dance that's ready to do this deal and do it right so I get frustrated at times and maybe a little bit impatient like when is this happening? It makes me think of Charlotte from Sex and the City, if you ever watched that show young when you were younger. And she always was waiting for Mr. Wright to come and she had gone to some, some help, self-help type conference thing where they were having her say all these affirmations in the in the mirror and she did it every day and was so diligent. And, and I remember her being like, where is he? When is he going to come? You know, and eventually she found her person, you know, and it took a long time because she had a breakup first and a bad marriage first. And then eventually she found her person and she had calmed down a lot by that time. So I mean, that's just a fictional story, but it's similar to life. And that's why we like it. Um, And so when I was having these feelings on Monday, I wanted to go two ways with this one, I wanted to talk about the questions that came up in my head and the other I wanted to talk about what I did to self-care. So first I'm going to go to the questions that came up in my head. So there I am Monday morning feeling depressed, like feeling rejected. I had met this guy at a an event a couple weeks ago and I really liked him. I thought we had a connection and I, you know, found him on Instagram. He gave me his Instagram handle. It wasn't like I was weird and like stalking him. He had given me some information about himself to check out some things that he was working on. And so, you know, I I said hi on his DMs and he he did reply to me eventually, but it took like a week or something and I and then after that we have talked, but he doesn't seem interested at all and I'm just like, why isn't he interested? What the heck? Like it seems like we had such a great conversation and we're both single and it just to me felt like what am I doing wrong? And then my mind went to that old spot that it goes to and it says like what's wrong with me? You know, like what's wrong with me? When there's nothing wrong with me, it's just like some people for whatever reason, maybe he doesn't want a relationship or maybe it's not a connection or I kept telling myself and it didn't help then, but I do tell myself this anyway is that rejection is God's protection, right? Like if this person doesn't like me, it down the line I might realize that This is actually a good thing when I know more about that person. I can look back at other situations and see that that's true, that I'm glad God kept me from dating that person because I found out more about them and they ended up not really being a great fit. But at that day, I was just feeling really rejected. And then I was just thinking, oh my God, am I desperate? Do I come off as desperate? Is that why he doesn't like me? And then recently there was this other guy, I think I talked about I had like some fantasies about this one guy I work with and you know he 
obviously has no interest in me either. Or I don't know about him. He could be married. I don't even know him well enough to say. So my mind's just making up all these things, right? And like, like they even care about me at all. Like I'm probably like nowhere in their radar. And now I'm making up things that they have all these feelings about me. So, you know, that's just me. I don't know, people pleasing, making stuff up to create a story. I'm used to doing that kind of stuff. And I see it now. Um, So at least I can see it now and be like, oh, there's a story my mind's making up. I actually don't have any factual evidence that tells me that's true. Um, But I can say that I am feeling sad today. I do wish I had a partner. I do want to move forward with trying to date because I do want to find somebody. So I wanted to go back to that question, though, am I desperate? Because that really scared me. I was like, I really hope I don't seem like I'm desperate. And I, I, looking back at those times, I really don't think I am. But I also called somebody on Monday. I called a friend of mine that is kind of a support and she knows a lot about codependency and being desperate and expecting other people to fill that void in our life instead of doing it on our own, with our own relationship to ourself. So I called her and I kind of asked her that question about what she thought. And she didn't think I was being desperate at all. She's like, Erin, you wouldn't date just anybody. And that is 100% true. Like I would not spend my time with someone unless I knew enough about them to know that there's a potential there and that that person is a decent human being. So that is true. So I am not desperate in the sense that I would just go out with anybody. And I don't think I show up that way. But it's kind of one of those places where I just feel insecure, I guess. Maybe in the past, I've heard my sister calling friends of mine desperate. I don't know if she's called me just desperate to my face, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that is a place of kind of trauma or insecurity on me. Maybe I'm thinking my sister called me desperate or thought I was and that hurt my feelings because, you know, I probably was. I probably am at times and there is a maybe that little child in me does want love really badly and there is a part of her that just, you know, is really desperate for love. But the adult in me now would not act on that, you know, so maybe it is still a little part of me and maybe that is something that turns other people off. Who knows? I mean, only time will tell, right? And here's the thing I'm thinking about being desperate. This this goes along with the lines of when I hear people talking about parenting too, this is the conclusion they come up with. Like, if you're asking the question, am I a good parent? Or if you're asking the question, am I desperate? then you're probably already in a higher place mentally than someone who would never ask that question at all. So if you're even asking the question, am I desperate, and checking out your own behavior and monitoring yourself, you're probably doing okay, right? So like if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, are upset about something that's going on in your life right now and down on yourself, well, you're already probably higher level than most of the people that don't even listen to podcasts about how to take care of themselves and aren't even interested in asking those questions. I mean, I can think about someone in my life who I don't think is a very good parent and Do you think he's sitting there saying, am I a good parent? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it ever occurs to him that he should try to be something different than just what his 
default behaviors tell him to do. So I am not a person that works on just my default behaviors because that got me into a very bad place and marrying a narcissistic and marrying a narcissist and having a bunch of friends that didn't truly care about me, that kind of thing. So default behaviors, no. I'm going to be checking everything that I do, questioning it, and asking myself if that feels right or if it is right for me. The last little avenue I was going to walk down with you guys tonight is the fact that on Monday morning I woke up, I was feeling really depressed and sad, and this podcast is about self-care, and I'm really proud to say that I did some amazing self-care for myself yesterday, um, and I was able to pull myself out of that depression, and I do think it is with all these tools that I have that I was able to do it. So, One thing I told you guys I did was I called my friend that I can trust and I asked her the questions that were running through my head. And when I talked to her, I cried a little bit. You know, it took a vulnerability for me to share what was going on because you know what? It actually is really hard for me to say that I really yearn for a partner. Like that to me is so vulnerable. It I had to kind of practice saying it yesterday with my friend on the phone. I had to practice writing it down here and making it the title of this episode. I had to write a couple pages about it and I had to, you know, get into a positive mental space before I was able to record this podcast. So I I chose to be vulnerable. I chose to tell somebody about my feelings. That's one thing that I did to help my self-care. And then when I heard my friend reflect back to me that she doesn't see that as a problem for me and she helped me focus on some of my positive attributes, that was so helpful because I know she would tell me the truth. Like, I don't think she'd ever come out and say, you know, you're desperate, but she would have spoken about it in a different way had she seen that there were some places where I might have gotten myself into trouble, and she didn't. Another thing I did was I texted a different friend, so I didn't call that one, but another friend of mine who dates and is single, I texted her and I I was like, I feel so desperate, I feel so rejected, blah, blah, blah. And she came back and said something really positive and she was like, that sounds so healthy that you're aware of your feelings. Or she said something that really, it was nice. I don't remember exactly, but it was something like that and it was positive and she was like, that was the most refreshing thing I've heard all day or something like that. So, and it felt genuine, you know, her comment struck me as genuine. I didn't think she was trying to make me feel better or anything like that. It just was a genuine comment and it made me feel good. Like I'm just being human. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a human having a range of feelings. And what else? Throughout the day, I ate really healthfully. I didn't have any sugar. I know sugar definitely hurts my body. I ate a ton of sugar last weekend. I even ate cookies for lunch on Sunday. So Monday morning was a big crash for me, you know, and so Monday I did not eat sugar. And then I was going to go to the gym after work and push myself to do some weightlifting and go to yoga there at the gym. But I wanted to pick my son up from school a little earlier. He had been really tired and I also just didn't feel like lifting weights. I was like, I don't feel like I've had enough to eat today to be able to really do that without burning muscle instead of fat. 
Um, and so I went home and I decided to eat a little snack at home and then just go running because that, that would have taken less time and then I could pick my son up early. So I chose to kind of derail my plans, my schedule plans, which, you know, sometimes is not good to do, but once in a while being flexible is good. So I was flexible and I went running and it felt so good. And by the time I got back from my run, I felt amazing again and back to being myself. And so you can kind of see what I did throughout the day. And then I drank a lot of water. Um, what else? I I laughed with my son. I played ping pong with my son. We have a ping pong table. We had pulled it out this weekend because of his friends playing there and we cleaned up the garage and stuff. So the ping pong table was out. He got so good at ping pong all of a sudden. Oh my God, he beat me like every game almost yesterday. And when he asked me to play, I really didn't want to, but I pushed myself to do it anyway because I'm a mom and I love him. And if that's what he wants to do, I need to at least once in a while do something that's just for him. And so I did that and it, it made me happy too because I got to be there with him and laugh and play a little ping pong and, and have him beat me like for real. I was not trying to lose at all. Like he really has gotten good. So um, that was kind of exciting to see too. So so that was my Monday, and I'm feeling a lot better today. I still am not in love, and hopefully someday I will be. I do yearn to have that true partner and get to practice my skills in a relationship. Um, and someday maybe it'll happen for me. But I'm filling up my life with other things while I'm here working on it. You know, I fill my life up with creativity. I fill my life up with my work. I fill my life up with self-care. And I'm so grateful that you all listen to this podcast. And I hope you're having a wonderful week. Take care. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.